You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, sexymarriage.net. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. So we are almost to the final call for the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway in June 20th through the 23rd of 2019. Yeah, yeah early bird in Early bird April rate 15th? ends April 15th. So if mm-hmm. you want in at the lower rate, uh, it's almost last call. Yeah. So you could find out more at sexymarriage.net where getaway is up in the nav bar. Uh, it's also in all the different show notes. We'd love to have you come join us. Yeah, we would. It's uh, it's fun to get to meet people that are listeners and um develop more relationships it's pretty nice yeah, this is doc this is dr Corey allen alongside my wife pam as always yeah hello with sexy marriage radio we want to thank you for taking some time out of your week every week that you spend with us we'd love to hear from you uh, not only do we want to see you in june we also want to hear from you throughout the week and the days with whatever's going on in your mind or the questions that you feel you don't have any other place you can ask those questions well, now you got a place, 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. If you use the voice of my line, you run to the front of the line and we'll cover your question as soon as we can get to it mm-hmm. because we have a really perceptive audience in the Sexy Marriage Nation that they pick up on a lot of things and round out our conversations very well. It's kind of what this week is, huh? Which is where we're heading All today. Right. Absolutely. Thanks to Christian Love Toys for supporting our podcast this week. For 15% off of your order, go to christianlovetoys.com slash SMR and use the promo code SMR15. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, a couple of questions and some feedback that we got regarding uh, the oral sex and gagging episode Okay, that we did just a couple weeks ago, and then our answers to that conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a, a, a rounding out of the discussion. Yeah, there were there was a lot of feedback on that and certainly a lot of avenues you can go down. Absolutely. Uh, that not everything was covered on one show. So Absolutely. And on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and no ads, you can subscribe at sexymarriage.net. We're going to continue a conversation that's been from a couple weeks back on two of the extended episodes where we discussed the idea of confronting yourself and holding on to yourself. Mm -hmm. And we're going to kind of bring all that together in a deeper dive into the world of differentiation. So all that's coming up on today's show. So from the inbox, and this came shortly after uh, the episode two weeks ago, which would have been episode 407, I believe, where we talked about um, an emailer that had come in and said, hey, I really want to do this and get to the point where I could even swallow my husband's ejaculate. Do this being oral sex? Yes. Yes. Okay. And get get to the point of even allowing for the orgasm to happen in her mouth. Mm Mm-hmm. But she gets nauseous and she has a gagging reflex, which is not sexy because it can ruin the moment Mm -hmm. and the connection. And so we... We spent some time talking through that and some ideas and some thoughts. And this email came in um, shortly after that episode aired. And it says, hey, Corey, just listened to today's show. And I couldn't believe you never referenced Schnarch, which upon reading this email, I couldn't either. 
Well, can't think of everything all the time. Not all the time, because he's got a whole appendix in his book, Intimacy and Desire, all about overcoming discomfort around oral sex. As it relates to today's question, he basically suggests getting used to the semen separate from the actual act of oral sex. If you can't get comfortable with the fluids on their own, you aren't going to be comfortable with them in the middle of the act, which is a great point. So if she really wants to do this, it might help to try to untangle some of the different things that may be causing the anxiety here. Because is it about the act? Is it about the semen? Is it about the lack of trust that he will communicate what's happening? What, what could it be? So thanks for what you guys do. And so I went straight to the library and, and my bookshelf yeah. and pulled out Intimacy and Desire. And lo and behold, the last appendix is exactly titled that, Overcoming Discomfort with Oral Sex. And it's such a good read. <laughs> just because I love Schnarch's material. Yeah. But I love the fact that just bringing up the concept of if you want, if you're trying to really confront the idea of taste, trying to do that in the middle of it when it's coming at you can be incredibly difficult. Sure. So you need to start looking at this through the lens of what's my discomfort really? And so he suggests in this appendix that it's incredibly beneficial to taste the ejaculate after if you want to really move towards this and taste the vaginal fluids for both members. And from the look on my wife's face as we're having this conversation, it'd be interesting if we were watching this via video. (laughs) Sorry, we're not on YouTube, folks. Sorry, we're not there anymore. I, you know, that, that's just not something that I've, has been my cup of tea. So, Mm -hmm. so yes, I'm, I'm thinking through this whole process and I'm amazed at this woman who's trying so hard to do this for her husband. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's some people that just aren't interested in that. No. And and I'll get that, but I want to stay on the, the arena of, of what the woman that emailed yeah, in yeah. was at. And, and that's that's where there's two sides here. Yeah, there's someone who's striving to make this happen, and that's what she was emailing in for, was mm-hmm. to say, what can I do to try and make this work? And so this is a good resource, right? Um, potentially going after this book and, and reading it herself. To, yeah, absolutely. To I, walk through some of these things that may help her. Highly recommend Intimacy and Desire from Schnarch. Mm-hmm. It's a great read, but it's, it's one of those that... If you have to also look at this through the context of a system, that it's not just the act, it's also the pressure inherent in the system. Because there can be a component when you're talking about oral sex or any act that you do together in an intimate situation, where if you're feeling forced, you're not going to be relaxed and comfortable with it. Mm -mm. Right? If you're feeling like, I've got to do this, I've got to make this happen. And what the real driving force is, I'm just trying to mitigate the the pressure my spouse is giving to me. It's not something I really want to do. And so that's one of the things you really have to start with is come to the grips with what's the motivating factor of this. Am I trying to explore and expand me or am I trying to just get my partner off my back? That's a good point. Well, and it might be, I mean, for a lot of people, the, the get off my back is more of a negative connotation. It might be a spouse that... Okay, I'd 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 like to do this because I'd like to do something for them. Sure. I I really don't want to, but I'd this is really what they want, so I'd really like to do it for them. And 
that's a uphill battle. Right. And, and so here's the other sides of this conversation that we need to spend just a little bit of time exploring. Because when you're looking at it through the context of a relationship, you also have to see what lands on each side's shoulders. That if, if the pressure for, from the husband in this case is, I want her to drink me in, is the figurative statement. And if she won't, he feels unvalidated or less than or unappreciated or whatever, then he is also needing to confront how does he stand on his own two feet if she won't? Yeah, he's he's got to figure that out. Because it's mean, a reflected sense of self still. It, well, exactly. If if he's relying on somebody else to provide that for him, right. He's he's got to do some self evaluation there, right? And but if but on the other side, if she's really trying to grow in this and expand in this, then what Schnarch talks about in this appendix is is beneficial and and spot on in that after intercourse or after manual uh, stimulation to orgasm, put your, dip your finger in the in the semen and ejaculate and taste it, and just see, because some people it'd be a complete no go. But some would be like, okay, why not just taste it and see? And I also would recommend, because this is in the appendix too, and I really like this thought, he needs to taste it as well. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. I mean, because all of these things are conversation starters. Because if, cause look through the scenario, Pam. If, if the couple is having oral sex, he ejaculates into her mouth. And then she wants to come up after swallowing or spitting it out or whatever, because there's off there's ways you can deal with that with a towel nearby, have water. You could sw- you know there's a lot of different options you sure, can do. Sure. But then all of a sudden, as the as you're coming down off of the climax, she wants to come up and kiss, and he won't. Oh. There, yeah. So it's like, hold on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay then, but it's just seeing this from the context of. This is the chance for both to grow in comfort, not only with each other, but with themselves. Yeah. Because there is a component of, if you are afraid to taste your own juices, there's a little bit of self-rejection built into that. Mm. Right? I I guess I wouldn't have called it self-rejection. I think there can be an element of it of, uh, that's not, that's a bad part. That's gross that's nasty that's not healthy that's not you know and we can have a real negative connotation to that but i want my spouse to do it yep so this is a chance for each side to be confronted with their own developmental level Hmm. with their own comfort and more importantly with the opportunities to have more pointed conversations to really challenge Mm -hmm. themselves yeah of you know what why didn't you want to kiss after? What's that about? You want me to do it, but you won't. Hmm. You know, that's kind of, that's one of yeah. those little bit of a, now we see things a little more clearly. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at this power dynamic a little differently. And so one of the things just to kind of end this is as, as your, whatever route you want to do, if this is one that you really want to start trying to explore, even to get to the point of, I want the climax to occur in my mouth, and this can be on both sides of the equation because there's going to be some men that they're not going to have their mouth anywhere near the, the vagina when climax happens too. 
Or at all. Or at all. Sure. Then it's recognizing, okay, if I want to lean into this a little bit, I need to learn how do I relax myself? Because when you are doing performing or receiving oral sex, you talk about the possibility of really reading your partner poorly or well. Mm, yeah. And knowing, oh, he's just treating this like a job. She's just treating this like a job. That's not romantic and connecting well, and bonding. Well, all of us have been there. Yes, we have. All of us have been there on that one. It, it's felt like a job at some point or another. Right. And so this is learning about the process of how do I just learn to relax in this? Mm-hmm. How do I learn to confront myself and my partner in a little more real time, take a breather in the moments of this, talk to each other, reconnect, take a breather, talk to each other, connect, and see if we both grow. Mm-hmm. Because that's the ultimate goal anyway. It's not about technique. It's about presence and connection. And oral sex can provide tremendous routes for deeper experiences together. I agree. Well, speaking of sex, thanks to Christian Love Toys for supporting this episode and our podcast. For 15% off of your order, go to christianlovetoys.com forward slash SMR and use the promo code SMR15. Christian Love Toys is a safe, fun place for Christian married couples to shop for curated married toys and aids. Because there's one thing that we've come across in the life of Sexy Marriage Radio is people are searching for resources that they could use for their pleasure in their sex life and in their bedroom, but they're not sure how to find them in safe environments. So the Christian Love Toys website has no nudity, pornography, or imagery that degrades men, women, or marriage. And they even can offer recommended guidelines to help you discuss what's appropriate for your marriage, which is a fabulous Mm. resource. Yeah, that's a great... Because likely, when you're talking about the idea of bringing marital sex toys into a relationship, you're talking about one person leading the charge and one person maybe not quite as on board. Mm -hmm. So Christian Love Toys cares about you and your marriage, and they want to help. So for 15% off of your order, go to christianlovetoys.com slash SMR and use the promo code SMR15. So we had another follow-up email, um, and I, I appreciate this side because we're kind of getting both sides um, yeah. addressing the oral sex and, and gagging. So um, this is from a, a wife saying, I just listened to the episode titled Oral Sex and Gagging and have some questions or comments. Oral sex has been one of the biggest sources of contention between my husband and I for our entire 17 years of marriage. I personally don't like giving oral sex. I just flat out don't enjoy it. Felt nauseous even listening to the episode. I understand that this is something he would really enjoy. However, my question is at what point does a spouse need to accept the fact that it just may not happen? I've heard you encourage wives to push through it in order to give their spouse pleasure, but at some point, shouldn't the other spouse need to show love by letting it go? It seems like the norm is to encourage a wife or a spouse to work through it to provide pleasure, but there are many other ways to show and express love and share pleasure. She'd love to hear our take on it. I so appreciate the members of Sexy Imagination that speak up and say, hey, what about the other side of this equation? Mm-hmm. Because uh, it, it can seem like, and, and I'll totally own the fact that when you're talking about doing a podcast that's weekly and has been going on 
for over 400 episodes now where we're really trying to push people to expand their repertoire. I mean, that's a lot of what we talk about. Is, and it's not just what you do or don't do. It's just confronting yourself a little differently. Yeah, I think it's it, it's not necessarily about expanding the repertoire. It's 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 about becoming more comfortable and having something more full in, in marriage. And, and for both of you to understand what your own issues are. Right. And, right. and to become stronger and, and more vibrant in yourself. Right. In this, I, I totally get it. It was funny as we were doing that initial episode, in my mind, I'm thinking, that is not anything I would ever want to do, right? Okay. I don't want that semen in my mouth. Thank you. Don't, don't, don't want the ejaculate in my mouth. Okay. But then again, I don't want my own, here's what I don't want, to come across and say, well, that's not good it's not that it's bad right but i that's kind of within the relationship right but i also don't want to encourage someone this lady that was emailing in this was something she was wanting to do right this was we were following her path that's what we're trying to address but i think it's totally valid that there is a point if you've got a spouse that has tried and tried and tried and this just isn't Man, I don't like it. It's nothing I'm in for. Yeah, this, I, I just can't reach over that hurdle wherever it is. I may have gone to Shnarsha's book. I may have looked at all kinds of ways to try and grow myself, and it is just not doing it for me. At what point is that breaking point to say, okay, what else do you want? What is something other than this? What are other ways we can show our love to one another? Because it's a this, no-go. This is this a gridlock is issue. King's X not happening. Right, because a grid, gridlock, gridlock issue is what, what, where what I want is blocked by what my partner wants. And she's describing in this, what about the other side of this equation where I don't seek and find any pleasure in this? So therefore, it's a source of tension between us. Yeah. And so at what point does a wife, and when we're talking about this, but it can even apply for a wife that wants the husband to perform Right, and he, does, and he doesn't and he want to do it. he won't do it, right. And what's interesting to me is you've got to start with the dilemma and the dynamic of, does one re- will one perform and the other won't? Because now you're talking about a power hierarchy that's a huge difference of, mm-hmm. I want you to perform on me, but I won't reciprocate. That's a different, that's a, that's a whole different dynamic, it you, is that you need to at least acknowledge and realize. Whoa, hold on! What's this really about? Mm-hmm. What's the real? What's the real meaning of this? But there is the time where you get into these scenarios where the wife, in this case, she's like, you know what? At what point is enough enough? And I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And the obvious answer is immediately comes to mind. Each each wife has to decide that for herself and be willing to stand up and say it straightforward. And then add the caveat, what you what you just mentioned, Pam. I like the, the caveat of what else could we do, though? Yeah. Because it's not that I don't want your pleasure completely cut out, and I don't want something that could be pleasurable for both of us to happen, and I don't want... But at what point do I just say, ah, I'm, that one I'm, is too much? I'm not, I'm not willing to do that anymore. Yeah. And don't you think this has to look be looked at on an individual relationship basis, right? Yep. That every relationship has to figure out 
where they are, what what each wants and what their what their limits are. And hopefully you're recognizing and hopefully we're helping you through the show that, you know, the whole idea is to grow up, right? To recognize where it is that... Um, to ask yourself the tough questions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To ask yourself the tougher questions that maybe even you don't even have answers for yet. That it's just the whole, why? Why is this a hang up? Why is this an issue? Because the way we have to confront, and this is where we'll be heading in the extended content some... Uh, and it's where we have gone in some of the past shows we've done, the way we confront these gridlock issues is it's it's within myself to seek the answers and the courage to take stands that I need to for my own character and, and integrity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've worked with couples all the time where when they can get it boiled down to yeah, but I do that just because I don't want that. And all, you know, and they start really starting to see the dynamic between them of, yeah, we have sex once a week just because I know he's going to be mad if we don't. Right. And, and, sure. and so it's like, cause she's, she's afraid in that context of if she says, finally stands up, says, I'm not doing what I'm not interested in anymore, then he might leave. And she's afraid to make that call. Not that he'll leave, but she's afraid to risk that possibility. Yeah. And so this is about integrity of being able to say, you know what, honey, I've been struggling with this for 17 years and I'm, I've tried a bunch of different things. We've both have talked a bunch of different things at this point where I stand right now, I'm taking it off the table. I'm willing to, I'm interested to talk about what other things could be done mm-hmm. and let's experiment and see, but where I stand right now, cause that's the one thing I want to add we are evolving creatures. So where we are with something right now doesn't mean that's where we will be a year from now. And True. if I'm willing to ask those questions, I could open up the scenario of where it does finally get to the point of, wow, I can't get enough of doing this. Look at the power I have. Look at the pleasure I can bring. You know, all the different, because you just start really well, soul maybe, searching. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe though. he realizes, oh, I really like this other thing too. Or I like this other thing better. Or he realizes, I really want my wife involved with something she wants to be a part of, too. Oh, which would be fabulous. <laughs> so that's a better payoff because I see a different aspect of her because she's engaged in something she's wanting and enjoying. And that's what I've wanted all along. Mm-hmm. Because if we get right, right down to it, the what we really face in marriage when it comes to sex is, will I settle for what my, my spouse gives? or offers, or do I seek out what they want to? And Mm. I confront that in myself. Mm. And I start to realize, okay, so for the short term, that might mean lowest denominator thing. It's not what I really want, but I want something that maybe I can bring them along to something more. Fine. I've done that with us. Mm Mm-hmm in some areas of our life. You've done that with me in some areas of our life mm-hmm. where it's this whole, okay, I see where each of us are at this moment. What I want is a real collaborative alliance in this, a partner, not someone that's just offering up and I'm uh, here to, you know, and it's just kind of halfway and it's right. seen that way. And then yeah. you finally start to get to the point of like, no, that's not what either of us really want. Neither of us are benefiting from that. Well, and it's so obvious, especially in any kind of sexual act, 
if you're in tune at all with your spouse, I would think it would be, I think it's pretty clear when they're just not into it. Right. Right. And so that takes away so much. Yeah. When, when you're in a relationship that you do want to connect with your spouse and you know that whatever act it is that they're performing or that you're performing together, they're not into it. I mean, the touch isn't right. The, the, feel right. the chemistry isn't right and why would you want that right so those are the questions yeah. you've got to ask yourself yeah of okay i'm getting sex but man i'm getting oral sex but man is it you know because it's it, it, tell me if i'm wrong on this as we kind of land this ship today when you're talking about sexual acts whether it's intercourse or oral sex it's not it's not performance it's enthusiasm that really does make it and differentiate to greatness that you're kind of both into it. You're kind of both enthusiastic not kind of, about it. Not kind of. Okay. <laughs> I would leave out the word kind Thank of. Thank you then. <laughs> that it's, you see that they're, you're both engaged in it because that's the, I think of it and I tell the couples this a lot that I work with great, uh, moving mountains level kinds of sex are, where I'm seeking what I want and I'm seeking what you want simultaneously. Yeah. And both parties are doing that. Yeah. That it's, it's, it's a fluidity of following the connection, fighting for the lead sometimes, making overtures and suggestions and shifts. And, and, it's, and it's just kind of a, it's a dance that both are into it for themselves and each other. Yeah. And that's the marker for really good moments together. In bed and out. Yeah. And so the goal is, how do I start to see this through the character lens of how am I hurting myself by just not doing this all the way? And if I'm at that point of, I, I'm just not going to get there, then I'm better, I'm better in line with myself by being honest and living that. Which if my spouse is in it for what I'm wanting to, they've got to face that fact. Yeah. So to go back directly to the, to the email, I'm, you know, I'm throwing out the idea here of, well, then, you know, approach that with your spouse. 17 years in, this does not do it for me. It makes me resentful. Right. Because I, I don't like it. I'm, so throw out the other options to him. What other, there are many ways to show and express love and share pleasure. Throw out those ways to him. Share him. Hey, here's here's what I'm thinking of. Here's what I really enjoy. Maybe here's something we haven't done that I would enjoy. Maybe he would like that too. And come up with other options for him. Yeah. Right? And, and, and ask come, him. Come up with them and and ask him and throw them out there to him. Um, you know, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I think there comes a point where it's like, okay, enough's enough. Right. But we also have to provide those alternatives, right? Well, I have to come to the table we, with. We here's, do, but here's you also things that might work to finalize this conversation. You have to realize having these conversations doesn't make the pressure go away. It no, it just doesn't. Makes the pressure more genuine and real. Yeah, we. Of could. Here's what's really going on between us, because I think we can get caught in this scenario of. Well, I give you a bunch of alternatives. Why is that not good enough? Like that that'll solve the problem. When in reality, 
The tension that goes on between a husband and wife when it comes to sexual desire and sexual acts is always existent. It is, but when you bring it to the light, when it's not sitting there in the dark yep. and it's back behind you unspoken, yep. that's when it's at its worst. If you bring it to the light, okay, we may still have gridlock, but it, at least we know what the, maybe now the we elephant can start is to that have we're a, talking about. Maybe now we can have a collaborative alliance towards it where we both are confronting that better rather than a personal thing between us. Yeah. That's a great way to think of it. I absolutely love the fact that the Sexy Marriage Nation is on their toes the way they are mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with speaking up about, hey, what about this? You totally missed that. Or what about this other side of the equation? Because it's, it's important to recognize that all the way through this dynamic, I mean, we, you and I are in relationship together as, as a married couple, yeah. but you and I are in relationship with the Sexy Marriage Nation. And when they speak up through voicemails, 214-702-9565, or emails, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, we're all better. Oh, we are. We are. Because you know every one of those emails that comes in that we read, other people are thinking the same thing. Absolutely. So I appreciate you doing that. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thank you for taking some time out of your week, each and every week, to spend it with us. So wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for joining us. See you next time.